Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Always a pleasure to have you with me. You know, uh, we talk a lot about a wide variety of topics here at Ex-Coach Radio, and today we're actually going to be talking about a different kind of exit plan, one that you may not be thinking about for yourself. It may be for, for children or somebody that you know, or it might just be for yourself. Uh, we're, we're going to talk with Lauren Malie of the Buncher Law Corporation, where she is a partner. It's in Irvine, California here. And at Buncher Law, they specialize in family law as well as Marvin actions. And we're going to talk today, we're going to focus on that concept, that, that uh, topic of Marvin actions. So, Lauren, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited about it. Oh, I'm very excited. And let me tell our listeners something before we get started. Lauren and I are both a member of a group called Provisors, which is a well-networked group of professionals here in Southern California and in other parts of the country. And she is, uh, she is always talked about in a glowing way. People say, Lauren helped me so much with my situation or my, my client's situation. You are a well-thought-of uh, well person, Lauren, and uh, it's very nice to have you on here, and I look forward to Before we get into the, the topic, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Uh, give our listeners a sense of, of who you are. Thanks, Bill, absolutely, and, and thank you so much for your kind words. You know, it's, it's really an honor to do what I do, and I'm so excited to be able to share a little bit about that with our listeners here today. Um, I'm, I'm uh, from Chicago, lived in Orange County much of my life, uh, went away for college and law school um, in San Diego, um, and then came back. I've been with my partner, Sven Buncher, hence the name, the Buncher Law Corporation, uh, for actually 11 years now. It's been a fantastic partnership. He's just a wonderful person, and we've really uh, focused on creating a top-notch, top-tier um, firm focused on integrity and success for our clients, and really, really excited to be able to share some of, of our philosophy and what we can do to help our clients with your listeners here today. So um, I focus primarily on, as you said, family law, litigation, and, and, and settlement, and also on this, this very, very odd and, and kind of uh, ethereal concept of Marvin actions or non-marital cohabitation cases. So been doing that for 11 years, and it's, it's fun work, it's challenging work, but just such an amazing way to be able to help people. You know, Bill, people come to me at the, the darkest hour of their life. 
Um, mm-hmm. they're, right. They're, right. right, they're stressed, they're confused. Perhaps the, the love of their life has, has decided that the relationship is over. Uh, perhaps there are children involved. Finances are, are up in the air. And people come to me, and, they, and there's, there's often tears. There's always confusion. There's always stress. And it's my honor to be able to turn that challenging and, and, and often you know, negative feeling situation into an exciting and positive next step in, in, in the course of their lives. So uh, very, very honored to be able to do this kind of thing for folks. And uh, just as a, a quick sidebar, uh, Sven was a guest on the show, and listeners, you can look him up on at ExitCoachRadio.com. You can look up his interview. And one of the things that I liked about what he had to say and what I've heard you say, Lauren, is that um, you, you, you take on the role of counselor um, for, for people. You help them find the right you know, so many people think, I'm going to go to a divorce lawyer or, or, or a family law attorney, and it's just going to be ugly and it's going to be terrible. And you, uh, your firm looks for ways to find the, the peaceful solution, <clears throat> the peaceful resolution. Uh, and, and I really appreciate that because I, I think that uh, that's what most people really want. They don't want to tear up the family. Oh, absolutely, Bill. You know, I can't. My, one of my um, most... Um, treasured compliments is when I meet with a new client, they come into my office, sometimes they're shaking, uh, afraid, nervous, angry, hurt, worried about how to protect what they've worked so hard for, or worried about what's going to happen to the children. The biggest compliment that I receive so often is after the initial hour consult is over, the individual looks across the table at me and goes, I feel so much better. I, I see there. I see a way out. It's going to work out, and I oh, I say to them, absolutely, it's totally going to work out. We're just going to have to take it step by step, and and I'll help guide you. Well, we're going to do this together. I got you. That is just such a compliment to have take to have someone go in an hour's time, from from afraid and nervous and worried to a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a sense of I I, I can do this. There there is a path. There is a way. And, and that's, that's just so exciting for me and just uh, makes, makes the hard work worth it. <laughs> it's so fun to well, be able to help folks. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate it. And, um, you know, uh, while, while we could easily do uh, 20 minutes or a couple hours on, on divorce, on, on traditional divorce, today we're going to talk about common law situations where, where people aren't necessarily married they're living together, and there are still there are still things to think about and consequences to think about well in advance. So let's start with: uh, Does California have a concept called common law marriage? Yeah, absolutely, Bill. So the answer is no. So some states um, do have um, a statute or law that says, in essence, if folks, if people have been living together for X, Y, Z number of years, in many states it's either seven or ten, then the law applicable to marriages, child, cust- child support, spousal support, division of assets, division of debts, other credits, reimbursements, all that law applies to them. In California, we do not have such a statute. We do not have common law marriage. There is no such thing. Rather, for better or for worse, no pun intended, <laughs> the state of California has um, a set of laws that, that spun off from the landmark California Supreme Court case of Marvin versus Marvin. Um, Lee, Lee Marvin, the actor, um, and Michelle Marvin, the singer, uh, had a long-term 
cohabitation type relationship. It was about a um, uh, variety of, of aspects of that, including living together. Um, Michelle alleges that she gave up her singing career to attend to the finances of the two of them and to oversee the household. By the mm-hmm. way, as a funny aside, you think to yourself, Marvin and Marvin, didn't they get married? No, she just she just changed her name. <laughs> but they oh. didn't get married. <laughs> yeah, oh wow! Like, okay. But yeah. <laughs> weren't they married? How do they have the same last name? No, they're they're not related, to my knowledge. She just changed her name to to, and that's and that's actually a, a great point. One of the hallmarks of many stronger Marvin actions, because not every cohabitation case is a strong case, but one of the hallmarks of a stronger case is what we would say indicia of a marriage-like relationship. Did they hold themselves out to be married? So, so someone who changes their last name, right, to be consistent yeah, right. with the other person's last name, that, that's actually, that would be evidence, not, not conclusive evidence, but a piece of evidence to demonstrate maybe there is something there. Maybe there really was a, a long-term, you know, uh, agreement type. So anyway, without digressing to that at this exact moment, we'll get there in a moment, um, the Marvin versus Marvin case, here's what happened. The, the court basically said, huh. What do we do with this ball of wax? What, what do we do with this situation? These people weren't married, and, and our, our law in the state of California that applies to marriages is very clear. It says this law applies to marriages or where there was a reasonable belief a marriage existed. So can, the court said, can, can we apply that body of law to this? And our Supreme Court in the state of California said, no, we cannot apply the law that applies to divorce cases to folks that weren't married. But hmm. there, there's hope. <laughs> there's hope, folks, in terms of the people that would want a Marvin action to be successful. The way that it works is the court has the power to enforce agreements. So two arm's-length business individuals, you know, say a vendor – and a business person, they can have a right. contract to sell, you know, uh, computers, whatever the case may be. If if mm-hmm. someone pays for the computers and then the delivery of the computers never happens, then that person can sue the computer salesperson or whatever and say you failed, you breached our contract, you failed to abide by the terms of our contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. California said the California court said that's what we have here. If people can prove with competent, admissible evidence, an agreement, an agreement to pool resources, perhaps, an agreement, hey, this house, it's titles in my name, says one partner, but you pay down the mortgage, it's our home, and, and it's ultimately going to be ours. So in, in uh, reliance on that agreement, person number B, say, say woman, um, pays down the mortgage on the house in man's name, that, that tends to demonstrate something more than charity, that tends to demonstrate sure. there was a great, right, see what I mean? So they're, so they're real, the, the state of California set us up to have, have a very complex situation because it's not clear cut like family law where, where the law is, is pretty specific. Here it's the court can enforce whatever the agreement is. So then the goal Interesting. Becomes, yeah, how do we, how do we, how do we form, what, what was the agreement? And depending on who I represent, depending on which side I am, depending on the facts of the case, I might be taking the position Oh, there was absolutely an agreement to divide this property for a lifetime, quote-unquote, palimony, which is another word for like a spousal support type arrangement. Someone agreed, 
I will support you for the rest of your life, and the other person relied on that agreement, say, in quitting their job or failing to contribute to a 401k. It's real complex, and there's all kinds of factors that go into it. But ultimately, the answer is California has no common law marriage, but the court can enforce a non-marital cohabitation type agreement to the extent an agreement exists. Well, that, you know, that's that's very interesting. Is, is there a certain amount of time that the relationship has to be in, uh, uh, you know, in play, if you will, before? Uh, how, how does it all work? Tell us how it all works. What's, what is a Marvin, the Marvin action? You've told us a little bit about that and how it originated. What are some of the nuts and bolts? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no, it's, it's, very, it's very gray. There's no, like, uh, necessary length. I've actually had a Marvin action that was a two-year marriage, or excuse me, two-year marriage, a two-year relationship. Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. In that in that case, those those individuals um, purchased a large amount of real estate in a short amount of time, and uh, they they did a lot they did a lot of financially related transactions together jointly in a very short period of time. So in that case, a two a two-year relationship was sufficient for a Marvin action to be uh, found to exist. In contrast, okay. um, the stronger Marvin action is typically going to be a longer relationship. Usually most of my cases are between 15 and 25-year relationships. That's pretty typical. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. because that gives more time for the parties to make to enter into, allegedly, right? It <laughs> depends which side you're on. But to enter into arrangements and agreements that are sufficient for someone at the end of the relationship to say, hey, I really gave up a lot for this relationship, and you, right. you just dumped it, right. and, and I want what's mine. A yeah, yeah the, only thing that was missing, the only thing that was missing was the, the, the marriage certificate itself, right? There might even be a, a ring involved or something like that. You know, but, but still, Absolutely. there are sacrifices made, and there are things that are purchased with, with joint assets a lot of the time, um, especially these days. Uh, you, we find a lot of young couples, it seems like these days, especially delay marriage, but they live together. Or uh, people that get divorced at any stage in life, and they just say, I just don't want to go through with that at this point in my life again. And they get into a relationship with someone and live together with them, and they're still buying stuff on a daily basis. What should they do uh, in advance of that? I know, you know, if, if someone's getting married, some some of the best wisdom, although sometimes hard to put together, is a prenuptial agreement if there are one person bringing in significant assets or income. Is there like a cohabitation? I've heard of those agreement. What should people do? Yeah, um, the people, you can enter into a sort of a cohabitation agreement stating who's going to do what and who's going to, you know, in essence, which would be basically saying all of your stuff is yours, all of my stuff is mine, everything is separate. Here's the problem. My experience with those is typically people don't follow them. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the, the misconception is, oh, well, we're going to start, start out our relationship and uh, we'll sign this piece of paper and that'll, that'll you know, in essence, uh, be ironclad to protect me in the event that things go south. No, not at all. By the um, way, that, that's, that, a tough, that's a tough discussion to have at the beginning of a relationship. Right. <laughs> not the most romantic, romantic thing to talk about. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, most, in fact, I've had people that have broken up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Because of it. I bet people yeah. that, but you kind of have, in this business, you have to have a, a sense of humor and, and kind of uh, see, that, see the humor <laughs> and things. Um, I've had folks that have actually, the relationship has ended 
over the discussion about should we enter into some sort of agreement before we really right. get going with this thing. So right. yeah, it it might and so the 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 cautionary tale with that, feel free to do it of course if if you if that makes you feel better. But if the if the people do not act in accordance with their if you will anti-Marvin agreement, if if people don't actually then proceed to stay separate, not contribute to each other's assets. Each person is owning, earning their own money. No one's giving up their career position for the other. You know, if, if people don't actually act in accordance, that agreement is going to be viewed by a jury or a judge down the road and at trial, if, if the matter were to go to trial, as, as just one drop in the bucket of evidence. It's, no, it's not going to be viewed yeah. with any particular, you know, they're going to be like, yeah, okay, you guys agreed to that 20 years ago, but you didn't follow it, so who cares? It's not going to be very valuable. I see. Um, I see. So, so, so yeah. the probably the best counsel of all is to come see someone like yourself, as you're contemplating your your new arrangement or your new situation, uh, because as you you know you like you said you see people way down the road when things are very complicated and unwinding that kind of thing is very difficult. Um, why should a client choose your firm for things like Marvin Actions, Lauren? Absolutely, sure. And I'm actually going to use a word that's going to sound a little odd. The word that I'm going to use to answer your question is the word uncommon. My firm does a lot of things in an uncommon way. I say that because I meet with clients very frequently who have sought uh, assistance from other counsel, um, have uh, had a, a less than positive experience, Yes. And have them then come to the Buncher Law Corporation. Um, we have an uncommon and unusual approach. From the very first contact that our clients have with our firm, um, we try to treat them like family. Mm-hmm. When you come into our office, you're offered food, you're offered a beverage. Uh, our front desk staff is extremely friendly. We'll help answer questions, chat, anything that we can do to help our clients feel at ease. We do. Um, Even from the decor that we have, this is not a sort of your traditional stuffy, you know, formal armchair situation. We we cultivate, we've we've actually been told that our office feels like a spa. (laughs) Uh, It's a relaxing and and, and pleasant um, environment. And we focus in a way, um, in any way that we can, on ways to relieve our clients' stress. Everyone walks into this office stressed out. And we sure. want to do what we can to to give guidance, to give hope, and to provide peace of mind. It's uncommon the way that we do that because I've, frankly, never seen another law firm that, that does it this way. Um, I am constantly being told by clients, oh, my goodness, my other attorney, I would send him an email and he never responded. I'd call and no one would be available. When I email you, you respond right away. Your staff is so friendly. Everyone cares so much. They remember my birthday. Uh, you, you're asked, everyone asked how my break was, how are the kids. It's, it's like I'm with a friend. Um, yeah, it's a big have- deal. It's a big deal. Like you said, people are, are nervous and uh, upset, and they need, they need a counselor, not uh, you know, now some people, you know, come. I'm sure come in with the attitude, just destroy that other person. But I, I would hope that most people that come and see you are are there to help um, have an amicable resolution, and so they can get everybody can get on with their lives and not uh, not regret ever having met that person. Um, Lauren, we're we're running short on time, unfortunately. I told you it would go fast. Um, what's the best way for 
for our listeners to learn about your firm and uh, and get in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so buncherlaw.com, B-U-N-C-H-E-R, buncherlaw.com um, is our website. Um, it, we've made it try to make it really user friendly with lots of helpful information um, in terms of, in, of of blogs and articles and resources and lots of helpful free legal advice on our website. Um, so please use that as a resource. Moreover, you can Great. give our office a call anytime. Uh, the phone number is nine four nine three nine eight. 8720, again, 949-398-8720, and that's it's the Buncher Law Corporation. All of our assistants that answer the phone are fantastic, and they'll be happy to help you um, kind of hear what's going on in your situation and point you in the right direction. Um, and please, uh, listeners, I want you to see me and my team as a resource. Um, like, like you were saying, Bill, some people just want some information. They just want to dispel some myths and, and, and understand how this whole thing works. We're here. I'm happy to share all the, the details and intricacies of what I've observed, and certainly you know, any, any um, information that I can help to, to explain to you would be, be our honor to do. So please, don't hesitate to give us a call and, and let us know how we can help you. Yeah, and when I have a client, listeners, that, that need advice in this particular, in this area of family law, I do not hesitate to put Lauren and, and the Buncher Law Firm at the top of my list. So please uh, feel free to give Lauren a call, get in touch. And Lauren, thank you so much. I'm, I'm sorry it went by so quickly. It was a very interesting topic, and I hope that maybe we can expand on it again someday in the near future. That would be fantastic, Bill. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.